Do you want to gain more recognition for your business online to grow so you can do more of what you love? Then you need to build a brand online, your authentic brand, a brand that not only attracts the right followers, your ideal client, but also a supportive community because that community is what breeds engagement and pushes your content out to more people. And frankly, just makes this whole journey so much more fun. The best part is just that it's such a wonderful community and they, they make it a success. You know, yeah. my community, I owe so much to them. I, I, I think I'm thankful for them every day. Oh, I got me too. I feel exactly the same way. Community is so important because it's their strength in numbers. Your ideal client isn't going to be the one mostly engaging with you. It's mostly going to be those within your community. You just need the right following and that's more and that supportive community. And that's when that's when the magic happens. I absolutely agree with you. I couldn't agree more. That is Cindy Zaweski, my special guest, and she is a member of my online community. Now, Cindy is a New Yorker, but not the big city, flashy lights kind of New Yorker. She grew up on Long Island, surrounded by mom and pop farms and small town artisans, which instilled a great respect for small business owners trying to make a difference. And during her corporate days, she was a TV reporter and news anchor for NBC and CBS stations across the country. She ended her full-time journalism career as the executive editor of a luxury lifestyle magazine. Now, today, Cindy helps businesses expertly craft a content marketing plan, a plan that grows the business you love and a community that loves your business back. And today we're talking all about how to create content that aligns with your brand so you can show up authentically and attract the right audience. This is Passion to Purpose and the Power of Digital Marketing. Hi, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, where I partner with passionate business owners to help them show up with purpose, build a strong digital presence, and bring in more leads online. And I want to enable you to do more of what you love because my passion is helping you grow yours. Well, hey, Cindy, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. I've been a big fan for a while now. I know we have talked quite a few times before already. And then we were like, every time we were talking, we're like, this should be a podcast. <laughs> so we were having really interesting conversations on Instagram. And I think like, that's so amazing. Like the power yeah. of community there and just that we were able to connect and have such great conversations and be here today because I love your approach to marketing. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love you. your empathetic way of looking at things and your strategic way of looking at things. Um, so I think we're in store for a good conversation. Uh, thanks. I think so too. And I feel the same way about your content because every time I, well, first you just, oh, you're co in copywriting. Let's just say that first and copywriting and content creation and all of that. And your copy is fantastic. Like every time I look at it, I'm like, these are great ideas, great points. So, I mean, we'll definitely have all your information so people can find you below and they can take a look for themselves, but, um, yeah, just your, your content, especially your carousels. I love them. They're so Thank good. you so much. You know, yeah. a lot of love goes into it. A, a lot of them start as blogs, but they really are, yeah. um, intended to be really actionable. And mm -hmm. I always say like, be what you don't see in the market. And even though I've been in media and publishing and social media for 13 years, I had never run a personal brand on my own, right. Coming into yeah. this three years ago, um, and becoming a face of a brand was something very new to me and something that I struggled with as well when I started. And I've been in content, you know, like I absolutely mm -hmm. understand how 
challenging it is to grow your personal brand. You're going to manage clients too, especially if you happen to be a social media manager and you're like, that's like your entire life is to just be social and on social. <laughs> like I, oh man, I feel your pain. Like that was my whole first year. It was really rough. It was such a learning curve. I mean, I got so much experience that way, but yeah. I definitely, you know, I feel like I make those carousels for someone like me in that position, because when mm-hmm. I was starting like the real big narrative, and I know that you were around to see it too, and maybe you still see it a little bit here and there, but like these, you know, 10K months and, you know, oh, million dollar yes. launches. And like, that was very much the narrative when I got into the online business space. And I, I'm from a traditional media background, news, uh, TV, uh, print publication. So I was so I was kind of taken back by how much, how, how like unregulated it was maybe. Yes. Um, oh yes. I, I agree with that completely. I'll, I'll let you keep going, but then I'll, yeah. I, I, oh my God, I really <laughs> want to riff with you on that. I really do. Like, let's put it in. Oh my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's true because I came from a background too, and I want to talk about our backgrounds too, but I came from a background too, where marketing and advertising was so heavily regulated. Like you couldn't talk about anything that was like promissory or guarantees or anything like that. And I still carry that with me today, even though I'm not in that strict of a, uh, of a, um, field, I did marketing for finance. So that was really, really strict. That is Um, strict. Yeah, it's very strict. And so, but I still carry a lot of that with me in the sense of not making outrageous claims or outrageous promises because it's just, you can't, it's just, you can't, you can't promise someone that they're going to have 10 K months. You can't promise someone you're going to bring them 20,000 followers. You can't promise someone you're going to get them 10 clients every month. Yeah. I think that just that can't. Is, right. Like I, I absolutely agree just from my background as well as a journalist and in marketing and like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I totally agree with you there from that standpoint, but yeah. Um, and even just like more over than that, I think it's like that kind of messaging is just so confusing for people. I think it hurts people. I oh, think yeah. that I really had a leg up because I did come from a traditional marketing background that I could kind of see through some of the, you know, the junk that's out mm-hmm. there and, um, or at least know enough to see through it. Um, but like, I can't imagine just starting your own personal brand and maybe you're an artist trying to do it. And this is like the kind of stuff you see, I can't imagine how confusing it is. So I really hope that those characters, mm-hmm. I really hope that that content serves as something really actionable that you can take mm-hmm. away and, and use today in your marketing. That's really going to, to help you move your business forward. Like, yeah. you know, people are like, you give so much for free, but I'm like, it's nothing compared to what's inside the programs, first of all. And, yes. you know, I want to give the good information out for free because I want people to do, I want people to do well on Instagram. Yeah. I don't want to see people hate it. Like, I feel like, in the most ideal light, like your marketing is, is a creative outlet and it could be so much fun to, it's so much fun to brainstorm and brand and come mm-hmm. up with really cool ideas. But you got to know where you're starting from. You got to know your messaging and your foundations and how to say what you mean to say. Yeah. Well, and, oh, I lo- well, I, a couple things that you said there, you know, your content too is it's even helpful for someone like me because it, it's like you said, brainstorming and all that. It gives me ideas you know, as well. So even someone who's in this space, like your content is still helpful for me. It's not just for the beginner. You know, I feel like it's for 
everyone to benefit from. And also love what you said about giving everything away for free or not everything, but a lot for free. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that model of doing things because people like to try before they buy. And if they can't see what you have, or they can't even get a taste of what you offer, they're not going to invest all this time and money into something that they can't see. And plus Google exists. So they want information. They're just going to Google it anyway. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you could fit all the information that you know on 10 Instagram slides, like you have a bigger problem than giving away. That's a very good point. Right. (laughs) Like you're trying to do the best you can to sum up a topic. And, and I like, and I don't even think I do this particularly well. Like I think it's hard. A number one complaint is that my text is too small because I put too much on the (laughs) cards. Well, it's hard. Like it's hard. And I mean, even you as a copywriter understand like the brevity, like how you should make it as brief as possible. But I understand like that is hard to do because we have so much that we want to share. Like I could talk about website design, but then if I'm talking about website design, there are like 10 other things going through my head of what you need to make that website successful. But I have to like stop myself and be like, no, just keep it simple. And we're just focusing on, you know, this particular aspect of it in this particular post, because there's just so much that goes into having all of this work successfully. But we try to give, like you said, what we can to help, you know, that people can take action on those tips that we're giving. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, it's, it's so hard. It is so tough to like find that balance and really give away good information. And like, you want to do it in a way that doesn't confuse people like information overload, but you want to give them context to actually make it work. I I totally get that. I think that's Yeah, definitely. It's an interesting struggle out there, but I think that, you know, kind of like you said, and thank you so much for saying that, like you could use it too and use it as, Mm -hmm. especially for like a a source of inspiration, because like, I really do love to bring, I bring that to my content creation. I bring that, like I have, I live in notebooks, like I, they're all over and it's just because I'm writing down ideas and I'm playing with things and I'm spitballing and I'm, and I'm working out my thoughts on paper about like what I want to say and how I want to say it. A lot of the times my content creation process doesn't even start on a screen. It's literally Mm -hmm. a notebook or I have a blackboard in my office and it'll start that way and have it be creative so that it like that feeling that like I could pass that along through the content and you could like feel cool about doing that too like that's really that's really great because to me like that's an ideal like that's marketing ideal for me that's like like love for people to see their marketing that way yeah well and you said about having notebooks with you all the time on the same way I always have my notes app on my phone or I have I actually have my notepad here too but, or my laptop, like there's always a device or a piece of paper nearby. Even if I'm driving in the car, this has happened to, I'll be driving in the car and I'll come up with an idea and I can't write it down. So I'll do a voice note to myself. Like, it's just constant. Like every little thing will remind me of, oh, that would be a good story to tell, or that would be a good piece of content. It's like, you just can't get away from it. We're just in that creative mindset all the time. (laughs) I love that. And you know, like what a really cool thing about that is that I just recently learned is that some people think like, oh, I'm just not that creative. Like if somebody like heard you just say that, like, oh, I never think like that. Like I'm not creative like that. You actually can be because creativity, I didn't, I didn't realize this either, but it can be learned. And like the way you do it is just to start like thinking outside the box. And there are like fun little exercises out there, but one is to like, okay, like go to the kitchen cabinet and 
and like pick out two things and try to create a dinner with just those two things. And Mm. then like, and then, you know, one of those things could also be go out to dinner. Like the, the whole thing is just to think out, like go as weird as you can, um, with the, like with the prompt and like, it just kind of like gets, it's, it's almost just like learning how to daydream again, <laughs> learning. Yeah. How to- <laughs> that's exactly um, what it is. Cause even when I'm cooking dinner, I will think of an idea or I'm watching a movie and someone says something in the movie and I'll be like, wait a minute. And it's like, you just train your brain to, I don't know, just always be in that mindset of taking what you know and applying it, like you said, outside the box. Yes. And I totally, and that's like, that is a, de- a skill you can develop. Like the more you do it, the better you get at it. And yeah, like, I, I absolutely love that. I love that about creativity. And I, I really thought creativity was just kind of like a personality trait, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of skills, I know you were in journalism and all of that. So I would love to hear more about that. Oh, well, I, oh my, well, I've always wanted to be a writer and, um, I wrote for my high school newspaper and all of that. I've always loved to, I've always particularly loved the written form of communication. Um, so I went to school at Suffolk university in Boston and they had a wonderful broadcast program, but like, not only that, they had a wonderful broadcast teacher. So I totally switched from, I think I was, I was print and PR and I just switched to, um, PR and broadcast. And I got my first job before I graduated. It was down Mm -hmm. in Alexandria, Louisiana at a teeny, teeny, tiny NBC affiliate station. Um, It was my very first job. I was a news producer. I had the opportunity to um, basically pick what's on TV, basically pick the news that you get to see um, (laughs) through the lens of this small town, right? Um, And you you guys know it if you've ever watched the six o'clock news or your local news and it'll start with local stories and then you'll get like the the big highlights from national and international news and you'll get weather and sports okay so I coordinated all of that that was my job I was it was really fun and then um I really wanted to be on tv I thought it was going to be my dream job I thought I was like this was the life for me so I landed a position as the morning uh, TV. So I was news producer, reporter, and um, anchor. I mean, it was daybreak. So my shift started at midnight. And I was just going to ask you what time you started. (laughs) Yeah, I started at midnight and my shift ended after the 7.30 a.m. Today Show cut-ins. Oh, wow. And it was a long day and it was rough. It was really rough. And, you know, honestly, like I was away from home for a really long time at that point. Um, and I was just ready to come back to New York. And then honestly, I really landed like what was a dream job to me. And I got to come home. I was in my local small town here on Long Island. And I worked for the newspaper there for a long time. I started as a government reporter for them. And by the time I left, I was, um, what was my title? Associate content director of lifestyles. I think that ended up being the name. And basically I was, um, I was a reporter and 
branded content. Uh, branded content was basically like sponsored content from, uh, I don't know if iPhone was sponsoring your podcast right now. I hope that happens okay. to you. And uh, <laughs> like, we're just talking on our iPhones and you see, it and we're just like kind of using it, but it's like natural, you know, it's just like mm, yeah. in real life, I guess it's kind of like influencer marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like that. Anyway, so we would do that with local companies. Like we would go hang out at the restaurants there and show their cocktails, but they would pay for that content, but we would produce it for at like okay. magazine level. So that's what um so that's what we did there. And then I finally ended my career. I got a job as an executive editor at a lifestyles magazine on Long Island. And then the pandemic hit and I was getting my master's degree from Columbia at the time. So the stars kind of all just aligned because honestly, during COVID, nobody wanted lifestyle content. Nobody could go to the latest restaurant or do. So like, I really didn't have a job in my employer was really nice enough to just kind of keep me on like at half pay because what are they going to do with me? Like I wasn't a news reporter at that point. At that point I'd been out of news reporting for like seven years, but I was able to hop it back in and like kind of get my, and and it was great and I really loved it. But like, yeah, like I was, my heart was set on working more lifestyle driven content. So I, I just, I knew business owners and they were asking like, Hey, can you do this for my website? Or can you tell that interview again, but just do it for me. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I could, we could totally do that. And, um, so that's how my business started. I didn't like have a business plan. I didn't dream of being an entrepreneur. It was just kind of out of necessity. Like it, like my only option was to stay at my job at half pay and take half unemployment. And I just didn't want to do that. And then, cause I just had the opportunity. I was like, I could do this. Like I could mm-hmm. freelance and like, I could, you know, figure it out when this is over. And mm-hmm. that was kind of my way of thinking about it. I like, this was really short term for me. I would probably maybe get some corporate job where I could work remote. Like that was a pretty dreamy th- situation for me at that time. Yeah. Um, and it just totally took off. And I've never looked back and that's how I got here. But the, and all of those skills, the writing, the video, the planning of the new is like the lifestyles and branded content, like all of that comes into what I do. So I feel really privileged to have that background. And even though I was definitely multi-passionate and had a ton of jobs in in the publishing (laughs) industry, I can fairly say that that helps me very well now. Like, yeah, I feel you on the whole multi-passionate thing. Now, when I was in college, I studied communications and it was actually, I heavily focused on journalism when I was in communication. So I had a ton of journalism classes and I love that. And you know, it's funny is when you bring this up, it's kind of like, I remember now, like when I was younger, like young, young, like in school, young, I remember even when school would be out for summer, I would be like writing stories and writing books. Like I was always really into writing too. Yeah. Um, Gosh, no, I think that that just means like you were like always meant to be in like the creative side. Yes. Yes. I was always doing something creative. And, um, even when I was studying communications, it was a very broad, um, study of communication. So we had journalism, we had, um, media, you know, with video editing and, um, photography and, um, gosh, what else did I do? PR, advertising, marketing, did all of that stuff. And it's funny because now I'm glad I didn't focus too heavily on one area because I use every single one of them pretty much every day. 
And don't you think that that's an amazing thing? Like, I know that the common, you know, prevailing wisdom right now is, you know, niche down to blow up. But like, I think about it from my client's perspective, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I am so, like, I am versed in digital marketing. You are versed in digital marketing. Like, you don't have, like, when you come to us, like, you have somebody who has a complete understanding of how this is all going to work together for you and what this, mm-hmm. what this is going to look like from a customer journey standpoint. Yeah. And like, you know, we have a working knowledge, like enough to make it be a real sustainable marketing plan for you. Like, but if I just specialized in Instagram marketing, like, I feel like I wouldn't be living up to that potential. So like, I've never really niched down to blow up. I feel like I've just... I, yeah, I agree with you on that, especially in the digital space, because every touch point requires the other. So for example, if you have a social media presence, it almost requires then to have it to go somewhere. Like where are the people going? Are they going to a website? Are they getting onto an email list? Like all of these touch points work together. So it just made me think of that quote that you always hear, Jack of all trades, master of none. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that that's not the full quote. And the full quote goes, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. And it means that when you know, like, for example, like I was just talking about, like, you know, web design or social media content, you know, keeping it within our industry here, you need to know, like, even if you're a master web designer, you need to understand how are you going to get website traffic? Well, that involves other digital marketing aspects, right? So I even say, you know, people, if you're working with a web designer, make sure that they're, um, you know, make sure that they understand or that they're at least telling you what you need to do to get traffic to that website. Because I've worked with people and they're like, well, I had a website done, but I'm not getting any business from it, not getting any traffic from, you know, not getting any leads or anything. And I'm like, well, what are you doing to get people there? And they're like, well, nothing. And I'm like, yeah, because the website alone sitting there isn't going to help you. It's right. a very important piece of that puzzle, but you have to be doing other things so people actually see it. And I think that's where like you and I really shine because I feel like as marketing strategists, we come in and we help you figure out how all the pieces fit together and how mm-hmm. we're going to bring people on this journey and we're, how are we going to tell what we need to tell? So these people yeah. can understand who you are in like the most like time efficient way and entertaining right. and attention grabbing way. And, uh, um, and really just like how to put it all together, like, and just yeah. from, from like an Instagram post to, to an email and like how, how that all makes sense and how that's really like an ecosystem. And that's a part mm-hmm. of your brand, like that, that customer experience, like if you're a service yeah. provider and you think that like your customer experience is just you getting on a discovery call, you're wrong. Like mm. that is not, or like doing like great things for your client going above and beyond for them. That is not it. Like that is not right. where customer service starts in right. the day and age. Customer service starts on your blog. It starts on your social media. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I love this book and I'm totally blanking on the name. Maybe you could help me. I know that you read all the time too. Okay. Give oh me some hints. It's a book about content <laughs> marketing and it's probably okay. like the book on content marketing. It's not like how to build a story brand or no, no. Anyway, in this book, um, it's so good. Damn. Um, anyway, <laughs> so he basically compares, uh, content marketing 
to your, like to, as a replacement for customer service. Oh, yeah. um, and he actually, at the time he had a pool business. This is a brick and mortar. It's not even just digital marketing at this point. This is years ago. He's talking. And, um, you know, what, one thing that he was doing was he was able to start putting blogs up about frequently asked questions. And then people were finding him on Google. And then also like people like locally, like if they saw his website, they got their question answers and they would give him a call and be like, yeah, I like that, what you were talking about here. And now I can get on this call with you. So if you make that content enjoyable, and if you make that content relevant and you make that yeah. content show up on you know like high visibility like on google like on social media then you know you're really doing something to amplify your message and and that's really what it's what it's all about like that's what content yeah. marketing is it's really about meeting your customers where they're at and helping them make a decision i don't care what it is i will google it and research it before i buy it whether it's a oh, service yeah. a product anything and even if it's a local store local restaurant whatever it is, I am looking online for what are people saying? You know, what, how are they interacting with their customers on social media? You get a feel for who that person is or the business is. If your digital presence doesn't represent who you truly are. If I find you online, which is where I'm always going to find someone first, it's always that way. Even my parents recommended someone to me and I was like, Google, I Googled them, even though that was a recommendation. <laughs> Or, you know, word of mouth. I still Googled it. Oh yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to. I mean, and you're going to Google it anyway. You know, you need the phone number. Like, yeah. Get in touch or buy it. So yeah. Like, or can I email them? Cause that's easier and that sort of thing. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I totally but, see, yeah. I'm definitely, <laughs> now that you've mentioned it, I realize how much I'm like that too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the copywriting and your online presence really, really becomes so important. Because if the digital presence doesn't match who you are in person, two things can happen. One, either your ideal client isn't going to even get to the point of reaching out to you and getting on that call with you because they don't see that reflected in what they're looking for online. Or the people that do maybe um, relate to what you have online, but it doesn't match who you are. Once they get on that call, they're going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. This wasn't what I thought it was, or this wasn't what I expected. So having that, all of that align with your brand is so crucial. Absolutely. It really, it is just what you say, like having it, this is what people talk about when they mean authenticity. It means yeah. what you're putting online is matching up with what's happening in real life. Right. Exactly. That, exactly. that, that's exactly what we mean when we say authenticity. So yeah, it, it's so important to have a cohesive message. Like it is wildly important. Like I said, like I jumped into this, I didn't really even have a cohesive message in the beginning. I didn't really have one until about a year into business because I was really just there to serve. I didn't really have a brand. I just had a business. I think that um, takes a while to figure out too. What you want. Does. Yeah. It mm -hmm. certainly does. And I'm actually like right now in the phase of like my business has grown up again. So like now it's yeah. three years old and it's um it's rolling right along and it's doing so well. Like so right now I'm really in a deep time of reflection for it. But I think that's why it's so important for people to be in deep reflection for their brand and really like it maybe not maybe your messaging and I always think messaging is important. Like I always think you're going to have to know how, you have to know who you are, who you are serving and why you are different. It's just, yeah. you have to know those things. And 
um, from day one. Um, and then like, you know, knowing your brand tone, like all these things are, are so important. It's like, I wish I had done it sooner. Like that's like, just like the one thing, like as soon as I put that into practice, it was just like, you could see it. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't delete any of my old posts. Like you can go back and see what I changed. You can go back and yeah. see like exactly when I really went in and I went deep. I always had really great engagement because I've always had a really good community, but it wasn't until the messaging was right on that I started getting on the explore page. And I was like, you know, able to like really blow up the account. I think it, it grew by like 40 thousand followers and like, I know just from the time I've known you it's really grown every time I go to your profile I'm like oh heck she's <laughs> she's up even more oh my gosh I, you know no one is more surprised than me you know what I, <laughs> I don't think anybody's more surprised than my husband my husband's like what <laughs> like what is happening like I'm living with an Instagram celebrity yeah like he's like what is going on like I'm a writer <laughs> But that's exactly it. That's what happens when you really figure out that messaging. Like you, like for me about a year ago, like when I started my business, I knew exactly what I wanted in the direction I wanted to go. But it got to a point where I was doing so much where I was, you're so close to it. Things get a little cloudy, even though you know where you want to go. It's like, I need someone looking from the outside. Like, is this actually conveying what I want it to convey? Right. And so, yeah. And so I, you know, even someone, and this is just proof is like, even someone who is in the business of marketing, branding, all of that. Oh, I work with a brand strategist. I literally, that's what I did last year. Yeah. No, I literally Mm -hmm. call this woman like once a month and I talk to her about like, or not once a month, once a quarter, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, just like once a quarter, like what exactly like what I'm doing right now, like, is, is this like, what, what are we doing? Is this getting closer? Are we doing the right tasks to get closer to this? And yeah. like really like making sure like that brand message is meeting the business goals is kind of conveying through my content. Like that's wildly important to me. Like my oh, brand yeah. is wildly important to me. So I always I always just want to make sure that it's not just like floating along, right? Like I don't want to get too comfortable with things. Like I'm also a person who likes to trial and error, trial and error, trial and error and perfect. Mm -hmm. So like things get better over time. So like I always like ideally want to be evolving my programs and evolving my offerings. And also, you know, be again, like just from that, I started as like a small like account too I never Hmm. I didn't know where this was going to take me I didn't understand how difficult it was to build a personal brand online Mm -hmm. um like I want these things to be affordable I want yeah I want good knowledge and like to be affordable like good marketing knowledge to be affordable um so that's really something that I'm passionate about I'm so excited the brand that I'm developing this year hopefully hopefully through a membership hopefully through um, like other low cost trainings, but something that's going to be accessible. Um, you know, I certainly like would love, would love just to get it into the hands of as many people who need it. So they're so, so they're just, we could put like an end to this confusion and like, stop, like, I I actually like really want to stop First of all, can I just get <laughs> it here just for sure. one second? Because I feel like you're going to like it. What do you think about the slow content movement where we can the just slow like, content movement? 
like we can just not, it doesn't, we don't have to like bang things out fast. We can be really intentional and put out good things and like make it be a fun part of your process. Like that is like what I would absolutely love, <laughs> but it's probably yeah. unrealistic. I'm like that. I've never been this person that's like, you need to post, you know, at least once a day, two times a day you know, to, to get traction. And I'm like, it's just not true because I've actually unfollowed people because they're posting too much. And it's not like, it's not, it just feels like fluff. Like it's not benefiting me. And it almost just becomes noise in my feed. And so I've actually unfollowed people for doing stuff like that. I'd rather see, you know, someone three or four times a week and they're showing up with just they're showing up authentically. They're showing up with really good stories or really good information. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I think like that content that comes from the heart, you and I definitely feel the same way about that empathetic mm -hmm. marketing. And I think that that yeah. like leads into your copy and really getting to know your voice and letting that that stuff shine through. So basically yeah. like when someone's reading your post or they're reading your blog or your email or um, anything on your website and then they get on a phone call with you, it's going to make sense. It's going to sound like the same person. It's not going right. to be like, you know, something so drastic that it doesn't make sense for them. And it feels, it feels weird and something feels yeah. off for them. So that's why these things are so important. And it is so important, I think, to take your time and be, be really intentional about the messaging that you're putting out there um, yeah. because it really does matter. And I would say that like, I would rather grow slow mm -hmm. than try to go viral and get a million followers overnight. You'll lose those people. Oh, yeah. Like, and people do talk about it now. Like I, I I've talked to people about it too, um, um, about like the dark side of going viral oh, yeah. and you know, it is like it, you know, it always seems like you just like want to get more faster, but like slow intentional growth has been such a lifesaver for me because mm -hmm. like I said, it's been a long time since I've not gotten at least a hundred likes on a post. I mean, like it's yeah. been three years or something. Wow. And most of the time it's way more than that. And honestly, it's just because like my account could be shadow banned or whatever. I have so many people that I literally talk to every single like day yeah, yeah. and I've talked to <laughs> four years like they yeah. would like me like they would like my photo if like I just like posted a picture of me and my dog like they <laughs> because we're friends like well we and that, this yeah. community together and I think that that's so valuable I feel like that is the most important thing and I love bringing in new mm -hmm. people and I'm so like you know I'm so excited that people want to be here and learn from me I think it's yeah. a huge honor and I take it very very seriously um, but like, I feel like the best part is just that it's such a wonderful community and they, they make it a success, you know, like engagement mm -hmm. increases engagement. So like people oh, yeah. are always really quick to, to show me support and, and, um, comment and, and save my posts. And that puts, puts it out into the algorithm and brings in more people to learn. So like yeah. my community, I owe so much to them. I, I, I think I'm thankful for them every day. Oh, I got me too. I feel exactly the same way. And that was something that actually surprised me when I first started is the community that I found there. I was 
like shocked. I just thought, oh, you know, I'm going to use social media intentionally, you know, for my business and all that, but I just didn't expect such support and people like, I mean, that's how, that's why we're talking today. You know, just these people that you get to talk to every single day and they really, really do truly support what you're doing. And I always say too, building that community is so important because it's their strength in numbers. Your ideal client isn't going to be the one mostly engaging with you. It's mostly going to be those within your community that oh, are engaging. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they can understand the language and, and what you're talking about and can back up your claims and all of that. And so it's, it always reminds me of like, like when there's something for like a toothpaste or something with a dentist and they're like nine out of 10 dentists would recommend. It reminds me of that same sentiment, I guess. I like, absolutely yeah. agree with you. That was right? such a good way of putting it. <laughs> so like if I post something and everyone, you know, I have, you know, I'm in marketing and then I have copywriters and brand developers and web designers. And I have all these people backing up my claims and saying, yes, I agree with this. And here's why, or I've had a similar experience. Your ideal client comes across that and sees all these other professionals backing up your claims. That's social proof right there. And I so- 100% agree with you. That yeah. is social proof right there. I also yeah. just like happens, like, I like, I think that that's like so much of like the only social proof I need. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. between putting out the really good, between putting out really good on message content, like, and, you know, just to back up a sec about like the free content, like Mm -hmm. I like to put out like stuff, like that's my thought process, right? Like that's like original content. Like this is how I come, came up with the ideas and stuff like that. And it almost helps me sell more. It, no, it 100% helps sell more because people already know what it's like to work with me. Like they get, Mm -hmm. like they like the way that I'm, I, I look at it. That's why I'm getting clients. So I always get clients that trust me. And I think, you know, just like you said, it's, um, it's like this combination of, of putting out good content and having the community around it and, um, and, you know, really being engaged in your community. It all, it all works together. It really does. And that's why too, when you said earlier about going viral, I can't remember who it was, but she posted a post, um, not too long ago. And she was saying how, why I deleted a viral video. And she went on to say that she noticed everyone that was starting to follow her from that viral video was nowhere near her ideal client or the type of community, I guess she wanted to build. And so she took it down. And I mean, it was going viral. Going viral is not the goal. (laughs) You don't want it. It like invites spam to be honest. Exactly. More of a headache than it's really worth. And yeah. 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 Like. It, so it like, really, it's, it, it can be, it does, it, if it, if you bring in a ton of the wrong people, you're really going to mess up the algorithm. It's really, yes, it comes down yeah. To. yeah. And it is, it's, it's going to hurt, you know, it's just going to hurt every aspect of now, of course, can a viral video go viral and good things happen? Of course, sure. Anything's possible, but there is also that risk of, you know, bringing in a bunch of Bitcoin and all like random yeah right? Spam accounts and everything like that. So, so exactly. This is why I'm hesitant to do things like, like I could totally see me and Molly doing like a funny video because like, I feel like everyone knows Molly now because I post about her like as much as I post about (laughs) content at this point. 
but like and I always think like oh it'd be so fun for Molly and I to do like a funny reel or whatever but then I'm like well what if all the people like what like Molly could go viral she's super cute I know that's what I always think too I'm like well I could post my dog and I could go viral but then I'm just getting dog lovers I'm not getting people who need marketing exactly Um, I'm like I don't think that yeah I think that that will like kill my account unless I always want to do that kind of video you know like so I'm always just really careful like that to me is like too far off brand like if you exactly it's just a mall you're gonna have to follow my personal account but like (laughs) but yeah that's why you got to stay on brand because you want your the point of your account is to get clients or grow your business you know there are people who have you know 50,000 followers and can't monetize it but then there's people who have 200 followers and can um like I know for me for example I got my first couple clients when I had like 200 followers Oh yeah, me too. So, right. Yeah. So it's, you don't need this huge following. You just need the right following and that's more, and that supportive community. And that's when, that's when the magic happens. I absolutely agree with you. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I also want to say too, it's not just about that support in that way, you know, getting engagement and, and support in that way, but also it's, collaborations you can have. If I need to refer someone to someone, it also helps me if someone in my community refers people to me. Um, but then also us as businesses, helping our clients help each other because not too long ago, my client and your client, you, I posted something or I shared a post that my client and I created together. And you said, Oh my gosh, I love her story. I would love to talk with you because she would be a great fit for my client. And so we got those two to collaborate. And so it not only benefits us, it benefits our clients. Yeah. Know? I mean, that worked yeah. out so well because when you posted, that was right, amazing. I mean, can we give a shout out to Donna? Hi, Donna. Yes, we can give a shout out to Donna. <laughs> so Donna's story like resonated so well with what we were doing at the Love Always Project. Um, yes. It was just incredible how their stories were able to sync up and that we knew each other and it like we got to work together on that project which was so exciting and Mm -hmm. really really great content that benefit both clients and I mean really that would not have come about had I not known you or like had interacted with you before like honestly like if I saw that reel if I saw it for her I probably would have bookmarked it and like been like oh yeah I should follow up with that and I forgot about it because you did it like I was like oh my god I can just talk to her right now right because we had already built that relationship that's what's so just crucial about I mean and it starts with like we said in the beginning it starts with knowing who you are, knowing who your ideal client is, knowing your brand and your messaging and being able to put that out in your content and attract the right community, the right client. I mean, and we're like proof of that and how it all worked. It didn't benefit like in our particular situation. It wasn't like we ourselves got a client, but it helped our client. And like, how great is that? Because that's why we're doing what we're doing is to help our clients do better. And I mean, that just reflects well on us anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, it really is is better than that. I love having, I love that. Like I have a great network of people that I know. I love having you in my network. I love that because we could really like, if a client needs something, like I know that there's somebody in the community 
that can help and do a really great job. And I think that that's, you know, like such a benefit of working with people who have a great community too, like you and I. So Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I think this is definitely made me think about like all the ways, like, I'm going to have to write like a full blog post about like just the different that. ways about like how, like, cause that was very deep about, you know, how you can, yeah. how we, that we connected with the clients and like, oh, that's such a good story. We should do a post on that. We should definitely do a post on that. Oh, we should. That's a, great, right. that's a great idea. That's good. That's we'll happening talk. for sure. Yeah. We'll okay. Yeah. We'll talk. Um, but yeah. So, I, so let's, is there any, I mean, everything that we talked about and, you know, we kind of brought it full circle of showing what that can do for you, you know, with the story with Donna and the Love Always Project. What are some tips that you would give, I guess, right now, actionable tips that people can take away from this, whether they need to just kind of reflect on their own brand and messaging or content that they're putting out there? What are some tips that you would give to help people improve that? So I always say like, it is your the the two most important things are your message and your audience like you're always going to want to start there right and you're going to want to figure out how your message meets your audience and um okay so lewis house says like about greatness and he's like it's finding your unique talent and using it in service of others and i was like that is so beautiful so i've kind of like adapted that into like how i figured out like marketing messages. Um, Mm. So like what makes you different and like, how does that, how do we bring that to the table to serve others greatly? Like I, I, that's like the kind of stuff I like to play with when I think of marketing messages and, and branding messages. I'm like, how does, how does that all go together to make it, to make it feel like it's a true representation of what you're trying to put out into the world. Right. And it doesn't feel like, uh, it doesn't feel like kind of random. And we want to think about our people and like, how do we do that? Well, we have to survey people. We have to put up polls. We have to do our market research. That's like Mm -hmm. deep diving stuff. And like, people always say like, well, who, who is your ideal client? Um, so I obviously, you know, the, the, we have heard of this so many ways, but I always like to think of it. And again, I'm totally blanking on the name of, of the person who said this, but basically like you want, like, who is your ideal client is the person that benefits most from your offer. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so beautiful. Um, and I think that that really does help you get to who your client is on a human level. Like who is mm-hmm. the person that walks in the door that the, it's going to be a great energy exchange too. Like it's going to be, it, it's going to mm-hmm. be like the right fit. And um, because they're going to benefit the most from what you can give them. And you're super excited to give them that service. So that, and then mixed with your messaging that we talked about and like really starting to create from there, like, how do you talk to that person? Um, like what's your dream five years from now, 10 years from now, like, how do you want to serve that person? Um, in every stage of what they're going through about this, like, can you break up, um, your audience into like, there are three stages of buying. And then, you know, you just kind of keep going from there and then you're surveying and questioning and finding out more. And it, and that's why it's evolving. That's why your brand messaging is always evolving because you ideally should be doing this often. You should always be keeping track of this step. This is a metric to, to, uh, 
to always keep close to your brand, just like anything else that you would measure in your business. Like how much, how is your message getting out there? How are people perceiving this? Like, is what I'm putting out today going to bring business tomorrow? Or did I just post something random that doesn't matter to my business account? Like, seriously, like, did, did you just post a random quote because you had nothing to post? And now like that doesn't mean anything to your ideal client. And it just, the thing is too, like it kind of discredits you like, because it's just, people know why you do it because you didn't have anything else. And like, (laughs) I think that it has to be like really well done to do. Um, if you're Mm going to use somebody else's quote, like I, I think well, just like you did in our conversation here, you're like, there's a quote from so-and-so you say the quote and you're like, here's why that matters. And you explain it's your voice. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So you're piggybacking off that quote. But if you just post the quote to just post it, well, we're not, we're not hearing from you and we're not feeling anything because it doesn't touch us in any way. I could. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like you've got to just infuse the you in that content. Like that mm-hmm. is that's crucial. I think that like, and learning how to do that, it's not like you're going to wake up and it's a practice. You got to practice it and you got to write your captions and you got to write your brand messaging. And, you know, you got to write those messy first drafts. And, and I really like think that business owners should outsource their social media right away until they have a full understanding of like what they want their voice to be, or at least just some rough draft or some, something of like how it's supposed to be sounded, or you're going to hire a person to do this for you. They're going to give you a caption that sounds a lot like them and nothing like this. And you're either going to have to rewrite them all, or you're just going to publish them and it's not going to sound like you at all. So I would definitely be super clear on that and take some time to do those brand exercises. I have um, brand exercises on my website and, um, all over, all over the Instagram (laughs) account, there are prompts. So, um, you can definitely have some fun with those. Um, I'll definitely link that stuff too. Oh, that'd be really great. Cause I, I know I, I definitely have one for like brand values and, and stuff like that. And I think, oh, I 100% have a brand messaging blog too. I can shoot over your way. Cause a bunch of prompts in there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so true. And you know, all of this stuff that you're talking about, you know, we have, and the points you made about constantly doing that market research and those polls and all of that is because we're doing it for them. That's how you're going to be successful is if you're always doing it for them and not for what you're going to get out of it, you will naturally get something out of it as a result of doing well by them. When I say them, I mean your client, your ideal client, your prospect, because if you're just posting stuff to get the likes or to get the follows or to grow your account, if you are just doing it for you, and I don't mean this in the sense of not putting yourself in the content, you still have to put yourself in the content, be authentic, right? Be transparent, but it has to be done for the benefit of the ideal client. Oh, I absolutely yeah. agree because that that's really why you're there. I mean, exactly. unless if you are so if you are serving a client, then yeah, that that is what you're doing, right? Like it's yeah, not like exactly. you know, it's like walking that fine line, mm-hmm. figuring out how much of your you are you putting on. I don't think being authentic means putting everything out there all the time so people right. are all in your life. I think it's knowing what parts of your life you're willing to share with people online 
And mm-hmm. you don't have to be ashamed of how many ever many boundaries you need to put up, whether that's like you, my kids are never going on this social media. Like keep my right. people, they're not even gonna know I have have children. Like yeah. it's about, you know, if you're going to be open and share parts of your life, those are the parts of your life that you should be fully transparent and open with sharing. Mm-hmm. And I personally believe that um, you know, it should be stuff that aligns with your brand, right? Like if you could do it well and mm-hmm you know, just again, just really be genuine about it. Just make sure you're showing up authentically and you're naturally going to attract, you're naturally going to attract the people that fit. Oh, 100%, 100%. And it's, uh, yeah, people will connect with you through your content. If you are yourself and you just, and you bring your viewpoints to the table and you're kind and you're in community, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, people do, People all on the internet are nice. They um, really are. Yeah. They really are. When you find your community and you just find those things you have in common, you know, like I said, with all of us in marketing and copywriting and, and web development and all of that, we just support each other. I think it's such a beautiful, beautiful space. Like us creative types, like tend to support each other. Yeah. And I think that could be one of the biggest lessons that no matter what industry you're in, apply this, apply this. If you're in finance, if you're in dentistry, if you're in, if you're whatever it is, you know, apply this, find your community, find those, like we said, the nine out of 10 dentists who recommend, you know, find, yeah. <laughs> find those others and just connect. And, you know, it's community over competition. It's, I know the mentality for a long time um, was, you know, oh, you want to avoid your competition because, you know, they're your competition, but that's just, that's not how it is today, especially in the online space. People want to see that you get along. (laughs) And I completely agree. And honestly, like you have to remember how new this industry is with online and Mm -hmm. like you really like having that presence and having that, that social, that like that network around your brand, like that really does make a difference. Um, Makes you credible. And a rising tide, like it raises all of us. Like it makes us all more credible. Like that's just going to raise the tide for everybody. Everyone's going to have more opportunity to stand out and share and be able to make a living off of doing the things they love, which I think is just amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's like, I always say my passion is helping you grow yours because love that it's true. Like I am so passionate about when I work with passionate business owners and they're excited about something. I know like it just becomes this partnership of, you know, wanting to get out there and show up authentically. I absolutely love that process. I love it. It's yeah. yeah, I knew that we like we work so similarly. Like, yeah, it must be so similar to work with from that perspective because we are so like brain, like oh I love it. I absolutely love your perspective and yours too. Yeah. Unbelievable. So so good. (laughs) So good, Lindsay. Yes. I well, thank you so much for chatting with me all about this. Um I think this was a really great conversation. And like you said, we just, we're on the same page with all this, I think so. Absolutely. We definitely are. Thanks once again to Cindy for sharing her insights into building a brand online and a community that loves your brand back. If you'd like to connect with Cindy, you can find her on Instagram at ascent underscore storycraft and online at cindyzaweski.com. I will have her information linked in the description of this podcast, as well as helpful materials to help you show up online authentically. And once again, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, 
where I partner with passionate business owners to help them show up with purpose, build a strong digital presence, and bring in more leads online. And I want to enable you to do more of what you love because my passion is helping you grow yours. For more small business marketing tips, subscribe to this podcast or learn more at birdamarketing.com. Thanks for listening.